Welcome back to the Nest College Football Podcast. This is episode 19. My name is Chris, and we got... Tony! This is no ad again, but uh, we got a nice show for you. We got part two of bowl game recaps for the national landscape. Uh, We got bowl game previews for this upcoming week. We have recaps of the Temple talk with military, the Military Bowl in Annapolis, Maryland that I was at. And uh, we have SEMO talk. We'll also touch on the Fiesta Bowl and the Peach Bowl, big games that happened last night. And then we have Dan's interview part three at the end. Make sure you check it out. Wraps it up his time at Ohio State. Be sure to stay tuned to that. Uh, but first, let's hit it with the theme song. All right, Tony, let's start it off with some bowl game recaps. Um, we'll go in order. Uh, UCF Marshall, didn't really watch that one. Uh, UCF beat Marshall 48-25. I don't have anything to touch on that if you don't. No, as, uh, I think as we predicted, UCF rolled, and, and that's what they did. So Yep, close to home in uh, Florida. That... Christmas Eve game though Hawaii versus BYU. Now that SoFi Hawaii Bowl, that was a game for the ages. I called that win Hawaii beating BYU, which was a great game. Yeah, I asked Santa for some good college football games, and this was his first present. Oh, uh, a little BYU. uh, you get a little early for you. Yeah, Hawaii BYU, great game, nice late night game. Uh, both both teams competed well, but Hawaii. I think I texted you, or you texted me. Yeah, I think I texted and, you. And it was a great finish. And BYU, uh, I don't know. Defensively, they they you know Hawaii had a late drive and they were able to put it in the end zone. And then BYU was driving and then just a bad throw, and uh, Hawaii won. So great great win for Hawaii on their basically their home field, wasn't it? It was, and. What else was pretty uh, interesting was, personally, I had the game on at home, and we had family over, and um, I had the game on. Nothing was on TV unless I put on football, and then my family ends up, the nieces and nephews end up trying to put on some like Peppa the Pig bull crap, and I'm like, nah, there, football needs to be on. Happened at Thanksgiving, I was not thrilled. And then it happened, uh, almost happened here, my mom kept checking in, Chris, you watching this game? You paying attention to the game? Do we need to have this game on? Are we really watching this? And I said, yep, 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 which felt like for five hours she kept asking me that. And I'm finally glad that I, I'm glad that I was able to just say, just leave it on. Just leave it on. Yeah. And it just sat in the background all the way until like about the last 10 minutes of the fourth quarter, last five minutes, and it was a thrill to just keep peeking at it was good. And then the last three, five minutes was a thrill, thrill ride. Um, I also must touch on... The I love when we get the themes. It's always interesting to see what the coaches are wearing on the sidelines. And whenever there's Hawaiian or Bahamas basketball tournaments, you always get the coaches in the Hawaiian shirts. We had the coaches in the Hawaiian shirts for the for the Hawaii Bowl, the SoFi Hawaii Bowl, which is always a great look. Um, and they had the bunch of their lays on. They had like seven lays around their neck. You can't even see their neck anymore. Um, which we're going to touch on. We'll, we'll jump back to the Miami-Louisiana Tech game, but 
the next game is that Eastern Michigan-Pittsburgh game, which was pretty much a home game for Eastern Michigan. Pittsburgh won 34-30 in the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit. But that game was uh, coaches wearing uh, mechanic shirts. Did you yes, see that? I did. And they had like nicknames on their as as their name tags on the shirts. I I love the themes, but boy, did those look hideous. But I love the theme. I wouldn't want it any other way. Definitely not my favorite. I would be bummed out if I had to wear one of those. But I love it. It looks ridiculous seeing coaches wear car mechanic shirts out there. Yes, and and for that game, that was unique with what they were wearing. For that game, even the ending, when um, Eastern Michigan's quarterback, Mike Glass III, throws a punch. A little swift punch and grazed the beard of one of the uh, refs. Yes, and the ref... Big flop. LeBron... Must be getting ready for basketball season. LeBron flop. It was a, it was a great fall, and you know I didn't know I had to look up the guy. Mike Glass the third is a St. Louis kid. Went to Hazelwood Central for any of our St. Louis listeners, but um, tough way to end the year. He's a senior, and that's the way he's going to go out. So yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I must say uh, it was a great game to watch. It was uh, the eve of the military bowl. And we're all out watching with the, for the bar crawl, which I'll talk about. But that game was on the whole time, and uh, we had, we were all watching that game, which was a fun one to watch. Uh, but we'll jump back to the Louisiana Tech-Miami game, which I was watching on the way down to Annapolis. Louisiana Tech beat Miami. Uh, I, did, I do believe I did say Miami would win this, and they did not come close. Uh, Tate Martell did show up and uh, played like – Four or five plays, one for one, seven yards, and had the biggest scramble where he ran about 35 yards and he gained negative one yards on the play. He ran 35 yards laterally on the field. Yeah. Vertically? I think you said that to me. Yes, atrocious. Classic Tate Martell, just not wanting to get hit, not looking for to make a play. Just being Tate is what we always heard, which you'll hear in the interview with Dan. But <clears throat> moving on to that uh, Friday matchups, the USC-Iowa game, which started at uh, a time where I didn't really get to sit and watch because we were tailgating all day for the uh, for the Temple game uh, starting at at 9 a.m. So I didn't really get to watch that, that game at all, but... Uh, Looks like Iowa took care of business, and I believe I did call for Iowa to win that game and yes. and beat USC. You had USC down in San Diego. Um, did you watch that game at all? I got to see bits and pieces, and I, and I will say, out of all my picks and future picks, um, this game is the one that what I, if I you know I look at my total right and wrong. This is the one that I look at like, man, I picked wrong team because Iowa came out and blasted them but to look at it from a USC perspective as a fan you, you already announced you retained the coach your, your recruiting class as of right now is the bottom of the Pac-12 you know you had a yeah a, not, not looking up yeah Iowa's a top six team in the Big Ten 
I got you know the top six team in the Big Ten, which is a good conf, great conference, but they just blasted you. You know where where does USC stand in all this and and going into the next year? I think this game showed you that this program is light years from where they were uh, almost a decade and a half ago. Yeah, uh, not not ideal after you just retain your head coach, but Iowa rolls 49-24 over USC. Next up with the number 25, Oklahoma State versus Texas A&M. A&M with a close one, 24-21 over OK State. Again, I didn't get to watch any of these games because it was Temple all day, North Carolina all day. Yes. Uh, did you get to watch that game? It looks like it was close. Was it as close it as it great, looked like yeah. on the scoreboard? Very good game. Uh, A&M was able to kind of limit um, the red zone attempts for Oklahoma State. They had big plays. That Hubbard kid, 19 carries, 150 yards. But, you know, that Kellen Mod, he threw for 95 yards. Um, but he uh, also ran for 117 with a touchdown. So Mod kind of showed off and... You know, I picked A&M just because I was able to see them a little bit more than uh, Oklahoma State. But um, it was a good game and a good, good. I know we mentioned this in the podcast last week, but a good old-fashioned Big 12 conference uh, game, even though a and in the SEC now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, it looked like it was a close one, and I would have liked to see some of it, but I didn't get to. We'll touch on the North Carolina, the Military Bowl later on during Temple Talk. Um, I'm just going to breeze over the rest of these and head into the college football playoff um, just because we're uh, going to move a little quicker through these. Michigan State beats out Wake Forest and the New Era Pinstripe Bowl, Yankee Stadium. Our boys at Wazoo, Mike Leach, did not get the win and lost to Air Force in the Cheez-It Bowl. And then uh, Memphis loses to Penn State. Great game, though. At the Cotton Bowl. Great game. 17, loses to number 10, Penn State. I think Penn State will be up in that top seven at the end of the day, uh, at the end of the year. And then uh, Notre Dame beats out Iowa State um, in the Camping World Bowl. Uh, yeah, but let's move on to the... We'll hit the Peach Bowl first. Oklahoma Ooh. versus LSU was a complete and utter domination. Yes. In every sense of the way. In coaching, in offense, defense, special teams, looks, everything you can imagine, swag, just trash talk, everything. Literally, LSU said in media day, their players were saying, I got nothing to worry about. I'm not even thinking about Oklahoma. Like, the the complete disrespect that LSU had for Oklahoma, and they came out and backed it up, it's just a beauty. It's a beautiful yeah. sight to see when you can see it backed up by... by 49 points in the first half. 49. LSU rolls over 63-28 to to Oklahoma and stays the number one team in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl down in Atlanta. Joey Burrow throws for just shy of 500 yards. And uh, Jefferson receives just shy of 230 yards. What's your takeaways from the game? Not much to take away except pure domination. I got to say, I mean, I watched the game all the way through maybe 
towards the middle of the fourth quarter. Not that I was thinking Oklahoma was going to come back because that was out of the question by halftime. But, you know, I, I got to say this was my first game to watch from 15 minutes in the first quarter to about the middle of the fourth quarter of a Joey Burrow football game. You know, you, you read about it, you see his statistics in the box score, you, you get highlights, but to watch him from every play, even on the sidelines, um, just the, the next great QB, the next great first round overall pick, uh, accuracy is just ridiculous. The and, future of the Bengals. I mean, he just looked sharp and he was putting on the money. Those rail shots, the Elite 11, Trent Dilfer rail shots he was hitting in the in the end zone with those fades were gorgeous. And Blaze is going to say it again because he called me out. He said that I was riding, that I had Joe Burrow in the back of my throat because I was giving Joe Burrow too much love. I don't think I gave Joe Burrow enough love, Mr. Blaze. And I think, uh, I think he needs more. All right? He's the uh, real freaking deal. And I think... Oh. Blake. Overall, he's got all the, he's got everything. I mean, athletically, um, he's the cover. He's the cover of your franchise, the face of your franchise. Yeah, and I know. I think you know. I Oklahoma had a better defense with a an elite defense. No, they so had the best be, Big Twelve defense in the last seven years. Yes, but you know, Ohio State or Clemson going into the the next was going to prove to see if Burrow is for real. So to, to Blaze's point, you know, I, I'm interested to see how Joey Burrow handles the uh, you know, spotlight and the the big-time game and, and a better defense by, by far, maybe the best that he's faced all year. But I mean, he's Oklahoma, played – he, he's played – he's now 6-0 and against top 10 teams this year so he's played some good teams some very good teams he has played a a, probably the toughest schedule any quarterback has played in the last 20 years i'll I'll go out and let me say that nobody's six and oh in the in against top 10 teams in the last 20 years fact check that stats department get back to me next week in episode 20 if that's true, if that's true, you heard it first on the NASCAR football You podcast. did. You heard it here, here first. Yes. Till proven otherwise, it's a fact. If it's not true, you, you heard it off another podcast. Yep, you but didn't hear it from us. If it's true, you heard it first on this podcast. Precisely. But I got nothing else on this except LSU is just, gonna, is just steamrolled. I'm going to move on to the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Number three, Clemson versus number two, the Ohio State University. Clemson wins 29-23. to 23. Justin Fields throws for 320 yards. J.K. Dobbins throws for 100 and, uh, catches, rushes for 174. And Travis Etienne receives for 98 on Clemson. This game was loaded with stars. Great loaded game. with stars. Great game. Great game, back and forth. So hard to keep track of the score because every time you look at the, you look back at the score, uh, ports were on the board, then points were taken off the board. So it's it was one of those games to keep tough to keep track. You don't remember what the end of the score was. You had to look it up. My Uber driver this morning had to ask me what the score was. I had to go look it up for him. But um, 
came down to the very end. Uh, before we touch on the last drive, I must say, I uh, non-biased, that was a catch, and that was a fumble, and that was a scoop and score, six points that were taken off the board. The call should have stood on the field as is. There's no way that that call should have been called back. Yep. It was a tough because it was tough because the, the the thing that made it not stand was the football move. You know, was there a football move or not? And it looked like he was starting to turn, which would be a football move. Um, but yeah, that was one of those calls. To Touchdown where Seahawks. Who was it, DK? Uh, number 14, he's swimming on yes, the that field. Is, that's, that's DK. That's Matt DK, Kevin. he's a big boy. Yeah. Um, but Sorry. That was a bad break for them. And uh, I, I'll tell you this, though, and you, you'll hear coaches say it all the time, is, not, you know, one play didn't beat us. And when you're up 13 nothing in Clemson, on Clemson, I think I said a mix between Clemson and Cle- and campus, but uh, Clemson, you're up 13 nothing on Clemson, but they took their foot off. You know, the, the game didn't feel quite right. I know Dobbins had a foot injury, and he was going in and out of the game. And, but they took their foot off the pedal. I mean, also, they, they lost, they, the targeting should not have been targeting. He had no control over his body at that point. Which is, you can't just stop your tackle. Um, that, that should not have been thrown out, the safety for Ohio State. And I just think it was very uh, one-sided in those calls. And Ohio State just never caught a break, never got anything in their favor. And uh, it came down to the last play. And you, you can watch the replay over again. The wide receiver's running out. And as soon as he hits the goal line, he's supposed to break right towards the goal posts. He thinks that Justin Fields is about to scramble out of the pocket. So he is now throwing his route out the window and says, time to scramble. Time to scramble for my route. But Justin Fields never rolled out the pocket. He stayed tight in that pocket, and he stepped up and he threw that ball right where his receiver was supposed to be, and that receiver just broke left, and his man that was covering him, that DB, broke right and picked that ball off, and that was the end. It yeah. sucks to see that it come down to that. And throughout that entire last drive, they had a minute and 49 seconds left with Ohio State getting the ball back, which I thought that was a lot of time and two timeouts to give to Ohio State. But in the back of my head the whole way through, I was like, "That's a this is a lot. We saw Tua do it, and we saw Tua make it look so easy. We saw him make it look so easy over the past couple of years. It is a hard thing to do, to be able to come back in a college football semifinal playoff game, less than two minutes, down six, and go 80 yards without making any mistakes and being perfect. And I, in the back of my head, I was like, Justin Fields will be able to do this one day, but today's not the day. I don't think it. I don't think it can happen. And there we, lo and behold, on the 28-yard line, he throws that ball. It wasn't even his fault too, man. That's the, that's the toughest part. You know? Yeah. I, I do want to spin this around a little bit. This isn't an Ohio State funeral. Let's talk about Clemson. Like, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence looked fantastic. He looked good. I uh, that, I that that run for a touchdown, uh, he, I mean, for him, 
you know, you expect maybe Fields to do that. We all know that Lawrence is an athlete, but man, did he take off and made some guys miss? And, um, and that was what Kirk said he needed to do in the beginning of the game. Herb Street said for, for Clemson to be able to do this and make this possible that Trevor Lawrence needed to make moves on his feet, needed to make plays with his legs, and he did. Uh, I, I was very impressed with Clemson's resolve, and uh, we talked all season about Clemson and who are they, and are they really that good playing in an ACC that is not a great conference, not you know very very poor conference, and until I know they had some breaks, but they showed they have you know they're they still are the champion, and they get to play for it you know a week and a half so. Um, props to Dabo. Uh, you know, just because you get breaks doesn't mean you always take advantage of them. And they did. And Trevor Lawrence, you know, I uh, he, he kind of remind me of why I thought he belonged to be in that Heisman talk. Maybe in New York, he looked absolutely fantastic when his team needed him. He made the plays. And um, they got a test coming up against LSU. Now they got to slow down Joey Burrow. So that's going to be the next challenge. But you know, celebrate beating a great Ohio State team and feel bad for some of those players for Ohio State, like Chase Young and that quarterback. Uh, you, you probably know his name better. Yeah, Okulagagugulagaga, that guy. Yes, he, he's going to declare. And, and so will JK, and Chase will yeah, likely it, declare. It would be dumb if he doesn't, but that game was a wild ride. That's what I stamped this game as officially. It was a wild ride, all caps. Yes, um, but... But I will tell you this, best game that I've watched, well, high stakes, I texted you this in LSU game, high stakes football uh, doesn't get any better. And for the college football playoff, you need games like this to keep yes. it. The LSU-Oklahoma, that, oh, that's so terrible. Painful. Terrible for ratings. People turn them off. Don't want to watch it. Why watch it? At third and, quarter, they're uh, starting to preview LSU. The, not LSU. They're starting to preview the, uh, the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. They weren't even paying attention about to the LSU game anymore, but I mean uh, we got a great matchup coming up for the national championship, which we'll touch on the preview. We'll hit that preview on episode twenty next episode because they got a about a week and uh, uh, two weeks from tomorrow is the yeah, national January, championship. January thirteenth, I believe. Yes. So uh, we will head on into bowl previews for the. Upcoming week, we got about four games per day, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then uh, we we got games every single day though, all starting around noon until the evening. But we got games all day, all week, every day, which is great. The only day we don't is Sunday. No games on Sunday. Football, you guys still got playoff football. Yes, we do. Uh, so we'll start it off with the the Serve Pro First Responders Bowl. Western Kentucky versus Western Michigan tomorrow, Monday at 12.30 p.m. This is in Dallas, Texas at Gerald Ford Stadium. Who do you got? Why you got him? Give me a quick one. Man, they, they, these two teams like to run the ball. Um, Western Kentucky, the Walkers got uh, 1,100 yards and Bellamy for Western Michigan's got 1,400 yards. I'm going to roll with Western Michigan because their running back has 300 more yards. 
Western Michigan. Western uh, Michigan. I'm gonna go Western Kentucky. Good old, uh, good old Harbaugh. I know I'm an Ohio State Buckeye land right now, but uh, Jack Harbaugh coached here. Jim Harbaugh was a uh, was a quarterbacks coach here back in the day. He coached here while he was the quarterback for the Bears. And uh, I'm just going to Western Kentucky because they got the Harbaugh ties. And also, their gift, we're going to check out their gifts. They get a gift suite that includes a Parkland duffel bag, a football, an, and a, an apparel, nine-line apparel patriotic athletic wear. So just clothes and a duffel bag and a football. Uh-huh. Not, 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 the, not the best, but it's some free gear that you can't sell. Next up, we got the Franklin American Morgan. Mortgage Music City Bowl, Mississippi State versus Louisville, 4 p.m. in Nashville, Tennessee. This so far has been the cheapest bowl game ticket for seven dollars. Wow! Tennessee, Tennessee Titans Stadium, 4 p.m. Who do you got? Louisville versus Mississippi State. According to ESPN, uh, Mississippi State's got a 64.9 chance to win. I'm gonna go for the upset. I'm gonna say Louisville. With the win. Gotcha. Their gift includes a fossil watch. Just a good old fossil watch. And I will go with... Uh, I'll go with Louisville. They, the only reason why is I saw them play in Notre Dame and we thought it was going to be a close game at the end of the year and it, was, it wasn't as close as we thought it would be. No. But I think it's going to be closer with Mississippi State. I'm going Louisville. Next up, we got the Red Box Bowl. Oh, this is like the... The DVD boxes that you have at 7-Eleven. They host, they are sponsored a bowl game. Cal, the Cal Berkeley Bears versus Illinois. The Fighting Illini, 4 p.m. on Fox. This will play at, uh, at the 49ers Stadium in Santa Clara, California, Levi's Stadium. Who do you got in the Red Box Bowl, Cal or Illinois? Uh, I'm going for the upset, Illinois, even though, you know, California's playing in their home state. Probably going to get a big crowd eye. The reason why I'm picking the fighting Illini, Lovey Smith, the former head coach for the Bears, but also f- uh, former defensive coordinator, and I believe interim at the St. Louis Rams. So I remembered Lovey when I was a, a young kid, and he's taking over a uh, fighting Illini program, building it, and I think he gets his first bowl win as the head coach. Yes, uh, Illinois uh, start off very, very cold this year. They had the big win against Wisconsin. Uh, I do, I do like the Cal, the Cal Bears. Uh, pretty much a home game for them. They are literally uh, five ten minutes from there. Um, but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Illinois Fighting Illini. I think uh, Lovey Smith. I agree with him 100 percent on that one. And what he this this looks like a pretty good gift package they got going on over here. They get a Nintendo Switch Lite. A Nixon watch, Turtle Beach gaming headphones, Herschel Supply Company backpack, and a pair of sunglasses. Wow! You, you don't even get a buy one get one free coupon for a Red Box. I know, right? I mean, come on, where's the Red Box deals? Yeah, not. I'm seeing a trend that the sponsors don't really match up much, except for the PlayStation one. Huh. Nothing else really matches up with the sponsors of the game. But next up, we got the. Uh, Capital One Orange Bowl, number nine, Florida versus number 24, Virginia, 8 p.m. Uh, in Miami, Hard Rock Stadium, the Dolph, your Dolphin Stadium. Who do you got? Why do you got them? I'm going to tell you, I'm taking the Florida Gators, chomp, chomp, all the way, number nine, uh, home state. 
they're just get they're gonna roll right over Virginia Cavaliers. I agree. I think uh, Kyle Trusk. I love him because he ran Felipe Franks out, and Felipe Franks is thinking about joining Les Miles and the Kansas Jayhawks. So I oh. love you, Kyle Trask. I love you, Kyle Trask, and you're gonna roll against Virginia Gators all the way. They are getting a their gift suite is gonna be a Turno watch and a full size split helmet. Not sure what that's gonna look like. Um, next up, we are moving on to Tuesday. We got the Belk Bowl, Virginia Tech versus Kentucky, 12 p.m. on Tuesday at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina. Who do you got in the Belk Bowl? Uh, Kentucky. I I feel I just don't believe in the ACC. I guess I did pick Louisville to win, but um, they're facing Virginia Tech's facing a good Kentucky team. Kentucky, I just feel they're the better team. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Kentucky as well. They had a great year last year, not as great as a year this year. And uh, but I'm I'm gonna roll with Kentucky uh, SEC over ACC every single day of the week. Unless I will say I will say a fun little statistic. I'm just looking at uh, Kentucky. Lynn Bolden Jr. is the leading rusher and the leading receiver for Kentucky. So a kid to keep an eye on. He's doing it all for Kentucky's offense. Yep, and they will be getting. Uh, you want to hear about the sponsor doing something for their gifts? Here you go, the Belk Bowl. They'll get a shopping trip to Belk. Department store. There you go. And a winger watch. I, I you, you may you may know more about this. I'm gonna maybe sound like an idiot on our podcast, but what's the Belk store? What do they sell? Uh, it's electronics. Electronics. Wow. Yeah, it's like a uh, yeah, it's an electronics type of store. Not like a Best Buy, but more of like a um, what's that uh. Uh, like a like a like a better quality, sharper image. Gotcha. Okay. That's how I would explain Belk. Belk. Interesting. Next up, we got the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, Florida State versus Arizona State. We got the states in Sun Bowl, El Paso, Texas, two p.m. on CBS on Tuesday, New Year's Eve. Who you got in Tony the Tiger? It's Tony. Tony and Tiger, I, I this this is an important bowl to me. I gotta get this one right, um, and I will get it right because of Herman Edwards. Arizona State rolls over Florida State. Herman Edwards, I like it, and this one's right smack dab in the middle of the country. You got Florida and Arizona meeting halfway, right in El Paso, Texas. I might as well be almost Mexico. I'm gonna go. Uh, is Mike Norville coaching in this game? I'm gonna I go with. I don't, I don't think, he think he is at all. We're going Herm Edwards, Arizona State. Building yeah. something good down there in uh, in Tempe. What are they getting? There? I believe this is a, a pretty good gift package. The Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. They'll be getting the Sun Bowl gift suite. Includes a timely watch company, Silverton Watch, Majestic Pro Base Fleece Pullover, an OGO Excelsior Backpack, and a New Era Cap and a Coin. Eh, wasn't a long list, but wasn't as good of the stuff as I thought it would be. Next up, we got the uh, AutoZone Liberty Bowl, number 23, Navy versus your, not your Kansas Jayhawks, but the Kansas State. Who do you got? 3.45 p.m. at the Liberty Bowl in Memphis, Tennessee. I do. I'm supposed to root for my conference during bowl season, but it's, it's law that you can't root for Kansas State if you're a Jayhawk fan. So I'm going to support our military, even though I'm an Army guy. 
Navy will beat Kansas State. Gotcha. Uh, I think uh, I think Navy rolls over Kansas State. I will go uh, Navy on this one. They will be getting a Bass Pro Shops shopping trip, a Bose Sound Link Bluetooth speaker, a Caravel by Belova watch, Nike athletic shoes, sports sandals, backpack, sunglasses, and a football. Now this one I like. Big fan of that package. So far, it's one of the best packages we've had today on today's show. Next up, we have the Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl. We have Wyoming versus Georgia State. Now, if I'm going to say it, uh, and I'm going to say it proud, this is the worst bowl game of the of the stint we have for this okay. this this stint. Uh, Wyoming versus Georgia State. They're playing in Tucson, Arizona, Arizona Stadium, 4.30 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. Who do you got in the Wyoming-Georgia State game? Well, I'm going to roll with Wyoming. Um, I just don't really know why. They, they competed with Boise State. Nobody does. Uh, they, they played Boise State all the way to overtime. I think they can uh, – they played uh, – they're, I think they're more battle-tested than Georgia State. That's going to be my reason why I'm picking up. Wyoming is battle-tested more so than Georgia State. Wyoming. I'm going, agree, I'm going to agree with you on the team, but I'm going to go with a complete different logic, and mine's going to be time zones. Wyoming's going to be closer to their time zone in Arizona than Georgia State is. Even though Georgia State's going to be there for about a week before, I still don't care about that. I'm going Wyoming because of time zones solely. And uh, I'm going to go, what are they getting? They're going to get a uh, Herschel Supply Company travel kit and a new air insulated beanie. Uh, seems like they're getting a toiletry bag and a, and a beanie. That's a crummy, crummy gift package they get. Next up, we got number 11, Utah versus Texas. Longhorns in the Valero Alamo Bowl, 7.30 p.m. in San Antonio, Texas. Who am I taking? I'm taking Tom Herman and Texas Longhorns, baby. I think I'm going for the upset on this one. They're in Texas. They're in the Alamo Dome. They are. Uh, I'm going with them. It's gonna be. A cl- I'm gonna say it's gonna be a close one against Utah. I'm going out on a limb. Utah Utes are gonna lose this one, and uh, Big Twelve takes over the the Pac-12. This game is sneaky good. Utah's got a lot to play for. Texas has a lot to play for. Just because they're Texas. And Tom Herman. Uh, and Tom Herman. I, you know, this game is sneaky good. I'm going to roll with Utah. I think they uh, have a lot to prove. They they were on the doorstep of a college football playoff. And they, they lost their opportunity. And, you know, they got a lot of good players coming back next year. I think Utah is a team to keep an eye on for next year. And on uh, New Year's Eve night, they beat Texas. Utah? Utah. Gotcha. Well, this is my favorite gift sweet package so far of today. It tops all the others we've heard so far. They get the Apple AirPods Pro, $115 Amazon gift card, Michael Kors watch, a helmet, and a team panoramic photo. A lot of goodies in that one. Move on to New Year's Day. We have Wednesday, January 1st. We'll start off with the Outback Bowl, number 18, Minnesota versus number 12, Auburn, at 1 p.m. This will be a great game in Tampa Bay. Who do you got in this game? I'm going to tell you mine real quick. I'm going Minnesota. 
I like my I like my man Bo Nix, but I'm going Minnesota and PJ Fleck. Really? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go the opposite. I you know we in August we were thinking about Bo Nix. We talked about Bo Nix. We liked Bo Nix, and I'm gonna keep that uh, going. Bo Nix. See, I do like Bo, Bo, but uh, Bo's had a long year, and Bo's gonna get better over the off season. But before Bo gets better, Bo takes a beating. Alrighty. I do love you, Bo. All right, I got Auburn, though. You got Auburn. Auburn. All right, the uh, Outback Bowl, they'll be getting a Fossil Watch, $125 Amazon gift card, Justin's Ring, whatever that is, and an Outback Steakhouse gift card and a hat. Some good gift Justin's cards. Justin's Ring is like a nice, uh, I guess it's like a game ring you get. The thing is, if you're a loser... You still get the uh, ring no matter what. You go to a bowl game, you get a ring. What's it say? I, I played in the Outback Bowl. It just says bowl game. Yeah, it just says you went to the big bowl game. 2020, first, uh, that's a tough ring to get. Yep, as a loser. Next, we have the uh, the Verbo Citrus Bowl, number 14, Michigan versus the Alabama Crimson Tide, number 13, 1 p.m. ABC in Orlando, Camping World Stadium. This is going to be... A game for the ages. This is going to be just as good as that. Uh, what was the other game I said was going to be really good? Um, I don't even know. I don't think I did say anything was going to be good. This is the I game that's going to be the game of the week. Oh, I, I like these packages. That's what I keep liking. Um, no, yeah, this is the game of the week. Uh, I'm going... Tough. It is tough. I still think Alabama rolls over. Alabama's going to beat Michigan. I, I got to roll. It's tough to pick against Saban. Uh, I think they roll. I think Jones gets you know almost a full month to get his feel for the offense. And time out. Uh, Are you watching the Seahawks game? They got twenty two seconds left on the six yard line. Russell Wilson scrambles out of the pocket, throws to the end zone, and it's picked. But it's out of bounds, and the ball is dropped. Third and goal, 15 seconds left. Five-point wow. game. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, I got I got Alabama. I think yeah, it's they, they, tough they to pick against Saban, like you said. It's 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 stupid to pick against them. Yeah, I, I'm I'm rolling Saban, and I here here's a little uh little tip if if Saban is winning this game uh, by a lot, don't be surprised when you see Mac Jones pulled, and you see. Uh, Tualova took a viola. You see, took a viola junior. You see the younger brother of Tua come out in the fourth quarter if they're winning by a lot, or don't be surprised if Alabama is struggling in the first half. Mac Jones doesn't do well. You see Tua's brother come out to start the second half. Yeah, we've seen Saban do it before, and we might see him do it again. Keep in mind and keep an eye out for the quarterback change for Tua's brother to come out, uh, especially in the the second half of that game if Mac Jones is doing really well or really bad. You know, while we're talking about quarterbacks, I've heard a lot about that McCaffrey from Michigan. Dylan Uh, McCaffrey, yeah. I just don't see him getting much play time this year. Hopefully, I believe next year he'll be, wow, stopped at the one-inch yard line. On fourth down? Yep. That's game. And he's running it down 
100 yards for the score, is that a touchdown? Got across the plane. Very confused at what's happening, especially with no sound. They're not giving him the touchdown. Official review. Here we go. We'll see what this official review is. But we'll head on back. We're both rolling with Alabama. What are they getting in the uh, in the Verbo Citrus Bowl? This has got to be a good package. I mean, these are two really good teams. They already get paid a lot of money outside the Citrus Bowl. Woo-wee! $400 Best Buy gift card, a watch, and a Herschel backpack with a luggage tag. That's a pretty sweet deal. Not bad at all, yeah. Next up, you got the Rose Bowl, number six, Oregon versus number eight, Wisconsin. Rose Bowl game presented by Northwestern Mutual and Rose Bowl, Pasadena, California, 5 p.m. New Year's Day. Who do you got in the Rose Bowl? This one's kind of a, a fun game, too. I am going to get, I mean, ah, this is tough. I, I, I'm going to roll with Oregon. Uh, you know, another team that was right if they would have beaten, you know, Arizona State, and, and then they took care of business in the Pac-12. They would have been a college football uh, playoff team, but they did not. I still think they had a good a good team, and I feel like they can uh, outplay Wisconsin. I'm going with Wisconsin. Shout out to Big Cat. Hopefully he uh, gets to finish his team on a positive note, unlike some of us who didn't get to experience that at all. But uh, I'm going Wisconsin, and uh, not really much of a gift. Oh, let's see. We got the view of the plane. Is this ball going to cross? Wow. This is the closest I've ever seen. You can't tell. It's so hard. They will be getting a fossil watch, an OGO backpack, a new era of uh, snapback, and that's it. Nothing else from the Rose Bowl. That's pretty disappointing. Next up, we got the All-State Sugar Bowl, number five, Georgia versus number seven, Baylor. Matt Rule, will he be the coach there? Will he not after this season? He's a hot commodity with the New York Jets, the New York Giants, and the Carolina Panthers as he's interviewing there. Uh, Mercedes-Benz, Superdome in New Orleans. Who do you got for the Sugar Bowl? I, I'm i going to go Georgia. I think they're the better team, and I feel like uh, the game will be a classic. Uh, it might feel like a Big Ten game. I feel like both teams are will be kind of defensive uh they control the game, run the ball, and then their defense. They're both are good physical defenses. Uh, I feel like a twenty-one to fourteen type of game, um, but Georgia pulls it off. Gotcha. Uh, I will take a side note. Right now, there is nine seconds left in the Seahawks game. First and ten. Does that mean Seahawks got a first down on that? What's happening right now? I don't know. I think Russell Wilson's on the sideline. Looks like Seahawks defense is on the field. And they are going to. Are they going to have to snap this and run a play because they can't knee it in the end zone? Yeah, we'll probably do like a quarterback sneak or something. Be interesting. We'll see how this plays out. But uh, I don't know. It's going to be a really tough game. Georgia, Matt Rule, Baylor. I want to. Wow, that is very close to a safety. This. Big play coming up right here, and the snap right here. He dives, and he's good. That's going to be a game. 49ers win. Breaking news. Um, Georgia, I, I think Georgia wins, but I would like to see Matt Rule win and Baylor win. I think Georgia wins a close one. What are they getting in the Sugar Bowl? They're getting Armani Exchange Watch, the 
History of the Bowl Game book, New Era hat, Rock'em socks, and a hoodie. And that's it. Next, next up, we have Thursday. We got four more matchups. We'll roll through them quick. Tickets Smarter, Birmingham Bowl, Boston College, number 21, versus number 21, Cincinnati, 3 p.m. in Birmingham, Alabama. Who do you got? Why you got to give me it quick? Cincinnati, uh, baseball season's coming. Uh, Cincinnati football wins. Cincinnati. I'm You're a Reds Cincinnati fan. Reds fan, I, that's why. I didn't, ex- I didn't explain that. I'm a Reds fan. I, I I'll explain baseball to Baseball season people. is coming, but. Yeah, pitchers to catchers soon. His, they're, right. they're getting a history of the bowl game book and a bucket hat. That's all they're getting. Oh, and a coin. And a coin for the game at the Birmingham Bowl. Uh, I am going to go with uh, Cincinnati. Uh, very good team. Uh, Boston College lost their uh, coach, Steve Adazio. Uh, Cincinnati rolls on over that. Next up, we got the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, Indiana versus Tennessee. Surprising that we see Tennessee in the bowl game uh, after the rough, rough start. But I'm going with Indiana in this game. They had some good games this year. They're down in Jacksonville, 7 p.m. on Thursday. Who do you got in this game? Indiana, Tennessee, go. Man, I, I like te- I like Indiana a lot, but how do you not root for Tennessee? Uh, we were we were at Wings laughing at them when they lost Georgia State. They turned it around, got seven wins in the SEC, um, the whole gauntlet of that conference, and they're in a bowl game. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my vote for Tennessee, and I hope they get it. Yeah, uh, I'm going with uh, I'm going with Tennessee's going down to Indiana. Next, uh, they have at the Gator Bowl, they're getting noise canceling headphones, a Bluetooth speaker inside of a personalized box, Maui Gym sunglasses with a fitting, a fossil watch, a backpack, history of the bowl game book. Next, we have the Friday, January third. One game we have Ohio University of uh, Ohio University versus Nevada at the famous Idaho Potato Bowl in Boise, Idaho, 3.30 on Friday. Who do you got? Nevada, Ohio. I'm going Nevada. Don't ask me why. Time zones. Yeah, Yeah, time zones. Um, This is tough. You know, Joe Burrow's dad worked for for, uh, Ohio. He was a defensive coordinator last year. He quit his job to watch his son play. I love that. That's why I'm going Ohio. They'll be getting a Thole Achiever computer backpack, a Herschel Company hip, uh, hip pack, which is essentially just a fanny pack, a beanie, and a coin. Last one up, we have Saturday, January 4th, the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, Southern Mississippi versus Tulane. I'm going Tulane, American Athletic Conference. Uh, this is $8 tickets, 11.30 a.m. on Saturday. Who do you got, and why do you got them? Give me a quick... You know, Brett Favre went to Southern Miss. I don't care. Tulane's in the American Conference. Tulane wins. Tulane. What are they getting at this? They're getting a uh, college football 150th anniversary coin, a beanie, a neck pillow, a football, and a nine-line apparel patriotic athletic wear. That is it for the bowl game previews. We're going to head on into Temple Talk. Military Bowl in Annapolis, Maryland. 
Temple versus UNC, Friday, December 27th. This was at noon. But before then, I got there Thursday night with my buddy Zach Edelman. We showed up, and then we headed downtown Annapolis for the bar crawl, one of the uh, the nice festivities that the Military Bowl puts together. Got to see a lot of... Uh, shout out to Zach Ambrose and, uh, and Kevin Feinberg. A lot of my guys, all from my, my major at STHM at a temple. Got to catch up with all of them. And I uh, got to meet up with some players' parents and uh, and, uh, and a player on the team that was out as well. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was good. The Owls practiced on Christmas Day morning. And then they headed straight to the hotel and did some volunteer work, signing some gear for the military. Um, uh, the TVs were distributed out before they left to go to uh, Annapolis. And a lot of the players had some issues uh, getting these TVs back because they were so massive. 60 inches, they had to Uber all of the TVs back to their dorms or their apartment. Um, causing more hassle. And even a lot of these players who travel, who go home after uh, the school year's over and they live in Florida, they're actually mad that they have to deal with this TV. One, because they can't sell it. Two, they can't fly on a plane back with it. It's going to cost them a fortune to ship it. So they have to find a place to store it or essentially just give the TV away for the summer. Um, it's tough when you're in a, the bowl game and you get the best gift of all. Tough life to live. Yes. Yeah, so that, that, you don't think about that stuff if you're a fan, though. But you yeah. know, if you live far away and you go to Temple to play and, you live and in then Florida. you got, you got a 60-inch TV to, to mess with, it's, yeah, it's a pain in the butt. It is, it is, and I feel for the guys that get 60-inch TVs. Um, but uh, Thursday night was great. We uh, then went to, uh, woke up around uh, 8-ish, tailgating started at 9, was in there by, uh, saw some other uh, people from college back in the day, and then we headed into the game. Temple section was a little thinner than we would have expected and hoped. The UNC came out pretty strong with their fan base. And the first half was pretty much competitive um, until uh, the second half came and started, and that was an embarrassment. Yeah. It was embarrassing. Temple Owls lost 55-13 to to the North Carolina Tar Heels. Sam Howell, their quarterback, threw for 294 yards, three touchdowns, 25-34. Our man Russo threw for 128 yards and one interception. Not even a touchdown. Todd Centeno was one touchdown, one interception, 66 yards. Todd was out there a lot. Ramon Davis never got started at all. 15 carries for 36 yards. He had one touchdown. That 14-yard run was electric when it happened. Other than that, it was... Jaden Blue was the only highlight. One of the highlights of this season was is Jaden Blue. He first ever 1,000-yard receiving season in Temple football history as he uh, received 92 yards in this game. But what a great record for him. Um, and, and back to the game, though, Rod Carey did not call a great game in the first half. I mean, what, what's your thoughts on the first half of that game? You know, they, they kept it close and, and they battled, but... I. You know, you're you're right. I to have the kid only have fifteen carries for the whole game of thirty six yards, 
you know, you, you needed to kind of con- get control of the game, and Temple never seemed like they could. Yeah, and, and a lot, a lot, a lot of this. I mean, I'm gonna blame directly on Rod Carey, and yeah. and special teams, because special teams was again absolutely atrocious. There was nothing that positive happened on special teams at all until the fourth quarter. Until we made one field goal in the third or fourth quarter, I believe it was. It was, or sorry, the PAT that we had. Yeah, they missed two field goals, two different kickers. Yes. It was so bad. Why, why is Rod Carey not going for it on fourth down with 33 seconds left in the first half. Instead, he opts for a 54-yard field goal with a kicker who has never kicked a college field goal in his career. A 54-yarder. Why not go for it with 33 seconds left? Because you're going to miss the field goal, and you're going to give it to him in the same spot. So, I mean, you're actually going to give it to him seven yards back because you're kicking so they missed that, and that was just a bad decision, bad coaching decision by Rod Carey. Not a fan of that. Um, there was nothing positive happened until we hit the PAT in the third quarter, and I'm talking all special teams. Returning, I'm talking kickoffs, I'm talking punting, I'm talking uh, PATs and field goals. All of it was atrocious. Absolutely terrible, and I am calling... We don't even have an official special teams coordinator, but the special teams co-coordinator, reassign him. Do not have him on special teams. Get a real special teams coordinator like Ed Foley. Bring him back. Bring him back. Very ugly start to the second half. Very ugly. My notes are very ugly start second half. All caps. Holy shit. No bleeping over that, kids. It's late here. And then they Philly special us right in our face. I'm not an Eagles fan. But they Philly specialists. Those those Philly fans are saying, oh, it's the Philly special. Yes, it was. That was the Philly special. All right. Stop trying to convince yourself otherwise. And then, uh, oh boy, this is just tough reading my notes that I made live during the game. We do miss Fran Brown a lot. We miss Fran Brown a lot. That defense was not the same without Fran Brown calling plays as the co-defensive coordinator. Um and, and we miss Ed Foley. I already said it, and I'll say it again a thousand more times. We want Ed Foley back. We'll miss Fran Brown while he's taking his hiatus with Rutgers for a couple of years. Um, and then the seniors are taking out about five minutes left in the game. Seniors got emotional on the sideline. We got to see the third-string quarterback, Beatty the third, in at quarterback. All he did was hand the ball off. I'd like to see him sling some balls at least, see what kind of arm the kid had. We didn't get to see that at all. Um, Temple finishes three and six. In bowl games all time. But what's really sad is Rod Carey is 0-7 in bowl games. And I am 0-2. Which is uh, not as bad as Rod Carey is. But I'm 0-2 in the bowl games that I attend. 0-3 in games that I attend that I travel to. If you add the Temple Notre Dame game that I went to a couple years back at Notre Dame. But 0-7 Rod Carey bowl games. Can Rod Carey win a bowl game? That's our real question right now. Which we're gonna he, He'll get one. He'll, he'll get one. Uh, one thing I do want to bring up, and, and you may know more about this, but you know, all season we talked about Isaiah Wright, Isaiah Wright, and he was ill. You know, he was ill, and and you know, but he was never part. As much as we talked about him and talked highly of him, 
he was never really part of the scheme for Tom he never, all he, year. Especially his biggest thing is he's a returner. He's a kick returner. And I was going through a lot of things uh, prepping for this show. And I came across some comments that uh, Rod Carey is apparently never gave Isaiah Wright the green light in returning. That's why Isaiah Wright had the crappy season he had. He was told to fair catch a lot of plays. He was given the red light a lot of times as he was receiving. Rod Carey was not a big green light guy on, on kickoffs or punt returns. He was a big uh, let the ball bounce out of the end zone, and he's a big uh, fair catch kind of guy. He never gave him the green light, and that's what uh, it's, a, it's a shame because Isaiah Wright is a preseason All-American and kick returner. He played yeah. every position last year. He played quarterback. He played running back. He played receiver. He played tight end, and he played kick and punt returner. He was everything. Brad Carey didn't use him at all in that. At all. And he gave him, didn't give him the green light in returning. Which is su- which sucks because he's an All-American. Uh, again, he- talking these things out makes me not happy with Rod Carey at all. Um, at the end of this. Yeah, they're 8-5. But that's when I see 8-5, that's what I think Rod Carey. That's Rod Carey's peak as a coach. Is He's an 8-5 guy through and through. I don't want to be an 8-5 and five team at Temple. We want 10 wins. Every yeah. time. And Rod Carey is a, is a, is a serial 8-5 and five guy. Go look at his records in the past. He's a serial 8-5 and five guy. Yeah, you go back and look at their schedule. You know, the if you, you're looking at 10 wins. You want 10 wins. You know, that Buffalo game sticks out. And then, you know, you go through their schedule. What games could they have won? Um, you know the the Cincinnati game you were at. Cincinnati game should have won. Buffalo game could have won. And those are your two wins because every other game was either uh, was it a blowout or they won. Yeah, that so, Cincinnati should have been a win. This game should have been a win. That's eleven wins right there. Yeah, that's eleven win season. So, I'm 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 struggling also with the program itself. This is here's get a load of this stat. Temple football, the only Power Five bowl eligible team that Temple has beat this decade was Penn State in 2015. I was at that game, first game of the season, my senior year. Every other Power Five game we won was against the losing team. Not not too not not a great pill to swallow after this weekend. Thanks, George Daniel of the Temple House uh, Football Forum Facebook page. Love hearing that. Um, I'm not really gonna talk much else about Temple, and uh, in this, it was just ugly. It was ugly. Fifty-five uh, thirteen, and uh, I wish the players the best. Sean Bradley killed it this year. He'll get drafted in hopefully in the top three rounds, um, but I got I got nothing else for Temple talk. It's been a it's been, it was a good season, great win against uh, against Georgia Tech this year, great win against Maryland and and Memphis, being the only team that that they lost to was us. Yeah. And being at that game was great at homecoming. So 
I'm proud of those those moments, and uh, I got nothing else for Temple Talk. Good, good year, eight wins, and just got to build, you know, recruit and build and try to get to, uh, you know, you you want to win your division in the American Conference and then the championship and then go go from there. So plenty to build on and uh, a tough loss to a pretty good battle-tested North Carolina team. And hopefully we can see some uh, big recruits coming to Temple, maybe some local Philly kids that know what the Philly special is. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Ryan Carey doesn't have much uh, recruiting ties there, and Fran Brown, who was there, had all the recruiting ties, and we'll see how that rolls. But let's move on to SEMO Talk. All right, Tony, hit us with the FCS playoff update from Tony. Yes, so national championship's going to be January 11th, a Saturday. And it's still our North Carolina, James Madison. And we picked this game uh, last podcast. And I'm going to – I roll with the upset, JMU. And I know you um, are still sticking with North North Dakota State unless you want to hot take it. Nope, I'm sticking with North Dakota State. Good. So that's going to be a fun game to watch. If you like FCS football um, or just a good football game in general, I feel like this one's going to be a juicy one. Um uh, SEMO-wise, you know, not really much going on. It's kind of that dead period. The coaches are out kind of trying to recruit. You know, you're, you're the kids. Are the, Players are recovering. Student-athletes are recovering. So Recovering, hitting the weights. You Pretty know, slow and, unless you're North Dakota North, unless you're North Dakota State or JMU. Uh, your FCS season is, is just down to finishing up your recruiting and, yes. uh, and relaxing. So, I mean... Uh, not much to go, but just a little. I mean, we don't have to talk a whole lot about this, but a lot of people I saw on Twitter, a lot of people talking about the the way the FCS playoff is with you know the top twenty four teams, and then how that should it could translate very well to FBS. And if you got bowl games to buy into, you know, getting a a playoff game, putting your name in a playoff game, and having that bracket set and and having it work down that way. Um, I found it pretty interesting, you know, this year, you know, past couple of years, we've always had one playoff blowout, which does not look good for, you know, like setting the playoff. Um, but I'm always intrigued of adding more teams because it's still high stake football and you always get viewers to watch those types of games. So, you know, it, it was an intriguing idea. 24 teams is pretty oversaturated maybe for FBS, but... Um, and the FCS ends their season earlier, uh, yeah, due to that. But I, I think a week earlier. And I think this is a, uh, I think this is a good topic to tackle in the off season for us uh, to debate how we think we would rearrange the playoff system in the FBS. Um, I do think right now I'll touch on two items. I do think uh, the negative is. Right now it's four teams and it's UC, LSU, Oklahoma. It's not competitive at all. No, it's not. The positive is it'll give more meaning to some of these other bowl games that That's right. essentially don't have any more meaning. Right now the Rose Bowl has no meaning this year because it's in rotation. It means nothing this year. Whereas in the past, the Rose Bowl was a serious deal in the BCS uh, system. So... 
I mean, I think it's something we could touch on in another episode, but uh, I got nothing else for Steamo Talk. We got to transition to this Dan, uh, part three of Dan's interview. We got anything else for FCS and Simo? No, that's about it. Alrighty, guys. Well, uh, stay tuned for Dan's part three interview. And uh, go Owls. Go Red Hawks. And uh, from Dan, we'll give it a little go Bucks. Is he is he the guy? Let me ask. So, speaking of Trey Holtz, who's the guy that you had the most interaction with coach on the coaching staff? Would it be Holtz? Yeah, it was Trey. Because he, he was a walk-on at Texas. So he understood the, the process, the, the, process the emotions, the desires. Yeah. So I explained to him what I wanted. So And he was the best about it. He, he was friendly. He tried to help me. Um, yeah, so he was, he was not, um, kind about it. And you could tell that it hurt him. Like, mm-hmm. you kind of felt it personally, too. Yeah. But yeah, um, Coach Alfred called me. Coach Alfred is? The running backs coach. Gotcha. What did he say? He was like, oh, yeah. I could have told you this was going to happen. <laughs> what? He's like, um, concussions, whatever. Um, he's like, what's your plan now? I was like, I don't know, man. Like, he was very, he was kind of detached. Nonchalant. Yeah. Not was, as caring as you would yeah, say a Trey Holtz. Which was a 180 from how he was when I first met him. Gotcha. Because I, it like I had first? another story that I was going to tell you about him. Let's hear it. Um, yeah, when I first made the team... This is this is Coach Alfred, Coach Alfred, running backs coach. I first What's made his full team, name Tony Alfred. Tony Alfred. He's a great coach. Is he still here? Yeah, he's still there. I uh, see him all the time. The running backs coach on TV. Gotcha. Um, he goes. I tell him my story and everything. I tell him that my high school coach basically told me, "Let's be realistic. Don't try Ohio State. Whatever." We could go back to that. So, back in high school. Uh, our varsity. Yeah, I'm not gonna say names. We won't say names. Won't say names. Varsity football coach. Uh, I remember you telling me. I mean, we would we would ride the bus together every day down the block from each other, and uh, you'd always tell me I was the biggest Ohio State fan ever. And then senior year, we drove every single day, even when I had a different car. We'd have to take the bus, and then we'd go back to every single day. I want to play football at Ohio State, and I was like, do it. Yeah. And I remember you going into this coach's office and. Sat down and he said, I think you need to get some more realistic Yeah, he said goals. you need to be more realistic. Um, I remember you telling me that day home, on that yeah, ride home. And that really upset me, I'm going to yeah. be honest. Um, some people will hear that and say, oh, the coach is right. He's trying to do what's best for you. But me and the way that I saw myself working for stuff, I couldn't believe that. Yeah. And I had another coach tell me, nah, don't listen to that. Go for it. So I did. And then I told Coach Alfred that that what this coach had said to me, and he's sitting like, hmm. he says, "What's that coach's name?" <laughs> I, I told him his name. Yeah. And he said, "Hmm, is he still there?" I was like, "I don't know." He googles him, finds his phone number, calls him. I was, calls I was, coach. Calls him. I was like, "Whoa, hold on, <laughs> no, slow down there, coach." He was like, he picks up. He's like, "Hello, is this coach so and so?" So yeah, who's this? So like, this is Coach Tony Alford from the Ohio State University. I just want to let you know that I have one of your former players here, Danny Archilla. He's in my running back room. He's one of my running backs, and he's providing value to my team. I just wanted you to know that. And Coach, he's like, 
what? So he says it again, and he's like, oh my god, I can't believe that. And he's like, yeah, well, you should. You should call him and apologize. And you, No at, way. Yes. I've never moment, heard this story. At this moment, I was crying full out. What? I was in tears. In crying, his office? In his office in front of in front of him and, and Trey. Wow. I was in full tears. That's an awesome story. Because that was like the, the, the emotional. Yeah. Yeah. That's when. Wow. For yeah. him to be able to. That was like the that. payoff. That yeah. was like the emotional payoff that I needed. Yeah. Wow, that's that's yeah. an awesome one. Yeah. I did not know that. I could not believe that he did that, and that did he? Yeah. Did you ever get the call from coach? I High school he coach? did call me, but I didn't answer. Gotcha. Yeah, I I feel bad, but it's just the yeah. I don't know what you to didn't say need to him. that. Yeah, part. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know what to say to him at this point. Yeah, yeah. was it that day? Later that it day. Was that day? Wow. I'm cold. Yeah. No With voicemail. That, I don't have voice on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. But that was crazy. Wow, yeah. that's cool. So, Alfred, uh, Tony, Alf, Coach Alfred, a little bit of a shift, you think, towards the yeah. end? Yeah, um, I actually also told you about the personal things I had to deal with and go home. Yeah. He said he was going to call me and everything. Acted. Oh, yes, and, and he, he just didn't really did. follow up. Yeah. That's I mean, tough. I mean, I when guess coaches when he say saw, they're going to yeah, do something yeah. and then they don't, that you lose me, a lot yeah. of trust in, yeah, in a hurt. coach. And knowing that as as a and the way coach. he was talking to me after he knew that my dreams had basically been over, he yeah. just was very nonchalant. He was dispassionate. And, yeah, he was detached. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, that hurt. That yeah. really hurt. Yeah, but, but you still is, have yeah. the beginning, the the early stages. Yeah. That so that's were very emotional. Good. Yeah. So I still have respect for him. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, um, you're you're done there. Um, did you ever think about? Now, are you going mid? Are you finishing your summer classes? No, you're just out. I, I freaked out. I freaked out, and I said, "I need to get the hell out of here." So you left Columbus. I left. I did my little um, augment time with the Marines. Did a couple. Uh, did some time in California in the summer. Yeah. Came so are you back. now ever thinking? Let me go try walk on somewhere else. I couldn't because my eligibility was done, even for remember. the fall. Yeah. So once I start that um, semester with OSU, it was basically over. So by the time I would transfer to a different school... They wouldn't let you come, like if you had like a summer tryout and then play that same fall. That's what I mean. There's no way to like no. try out, walk in for like spring ball August 1, try out, be on the team. Like if you were to say walk on it, let's say a temple, and you walked in August 1 and be on play on that 2017 fall. They, it doesn't Maybe. Work. I don't gotcha. Know, you never thought of it though. Yeah. You're like, nah, I'm hi- done. Hindsight is twenty twenty. But at the time, you're never. It didn't yeah. cross your mind to go. Yeah, I was just heartbroken. Yeah. With the whole sport, I really was. Yeah. Looking back now, um, you see, you know your ability. What you were, at, what, what, you were running, uh, playing running back for what is it? January till for four or five months on yeah. Ohio State's team. What's your fastest forty you ran? Four four seven. Four four seven, and did they ever like do combine like what like guys put up two twenty five? Do they do that? Yeah, they, we did that stuff all the time. How many how many times you put up two twenty five? Eighteen. Eighteen times. Now, do you think if it wasn't Ohio State, which you had that set dream from when you were younger, would would you have considered looking back? Hindsight, we just said it's twenty twenty. 
But looking back, would you have? Could you have walked onto another Ohio State top five program in the country for the last ten years? Um, could you have walked on anywhere else or played somewhere else? Do you yes, think? I believe so. Um, Did I didn't ever... know the position at all when I first got there, but the way I worked and the way I learned it, I picked it up quick. Or even as an athlete, walking yeah, in as, as an, an athlete. athlete. Yeah, I, I believe so. And then just being put in a situation I where there's safety that Maybe or not or... like Alabama. No, um, yeah. Maybe but not like, that tier, but like, like a Power 5. Like a Mizzou. Yeah, something or like, like a Boston Michigan College, State, yeah, something like that. Um, I, and played, or like yeah, just being like special teams. I believe teams I could have played. Um, gotcha. Maybe been a, a third down running back, maybe a three down running back. I, I believe so. Gotcha. Um, I have that type of work ethic, and the the athletic ability was there. And then seeing the guys you went up against exactly. every single that, day, that you know, is the that's your measuring. That yeah. And the, so, being able to measure the yeah. the five-star guys you went up to, seeing where they are now, seeing Joe Burrow, who was a third-string guy, and now he's winning Heisman yesterday. Exactly. So, like, being able to measure that, you could, you're the sixth-string guy, fifth-sixth-string guy running back, you could see that transitioning to, the math works out. You could see that transition to, like, a Michigan State or or even being like a starter right. at like a temple or someone in the American at Cincinnati or something. I believe so. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so uh, I actually went back to New York and ended up playing like minor league football. Semi-pro, point, correct? Yeah, semi-pro, minor league, whatever you want to call it. Because at this point, I kind of wanted revenge. Yeah. That's... And I believe that I had the ability to play professional football. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing it. Make the, the semi-pro team. I'm a running back. Starting running back? Um, the, the sharing system carries. we had, yeah, sharing carries. Gotcha. We rotated a lot. Running back by So I'm committee. in there, I'm getting carries, yeah, running back by committee. I'm in there catching passes, whatever, getting long touchdown runs, making plays. What's your what's your what's your best game look like? Um, how many yards per game and touchdowns? Maybe like an eighty yard game. We rotate a lot. Everybody gotcha. got equal share because you, this is a team where everybody wants to go to the next level, so everybody's playing. Trying to build a resume. Yeah, so we're trying to get highlights, trying to get film. So I had a couple nice games, long runs. I've never seen some highlights in that, busting through some holes. And yeah, so, but that, early that season, this is maybe the fourth game of that first season, I get a handoff, I score a touchdown, I'm in the end zone already, ref blows the whistle. Guy on the other team torpedoes my leg, and my leg snaps in half, basically. I look down at it, and it is like... Dangling on Mangled, off. yeah, like in half, like a right angle. What did he dive, head first, feet first? What is he, just shoulders? I guess shoulder. I'm looking up. I'm looking to hand the, the ball to the referee. Oh, Plays that over. far over. Plays over. And he just... Fears you. Cracking bones and everything. I go down. If It didn't hurt that much at first, I guess the adrenaline. But you know. But when I looked at it, I yeah. knew. Yeah. I thought, oh, I sprained my ankle. Maybe I'll miss a couple weeks. Not yeah. A, but I looked down. Oh. It was like a right angle. Off to the side. Like that way. Yikes. And what, is there a flag on the play? No. <laughs> no flag on <laughs> this, the play. This league was ratchet. Oh, this no. This league was ratchet. Oh, yeah. Um, there's fights like every couple of plays. Yeah. So I'm looking, and when I see my leg like that, I start blacking out. Oh, like do they this. have 
Is there like at least an ambulance on site for these games? Nope. They had to call an ambulance, and I'm laying on the turf for it. It felt like over an hour waiting for the ambulance. Jeez. They flipped me over to put me on the stretcher, and when they lift me up, my leg dangles even more, and I scream so bad. Oh, the the ambulance ride was torture. Like every bump, I was screaming. Is anybody in the ambulance from the team there? No, they just send you off. Yeah, yikes! All the guys were like devastated looking at that. They couldn't Jeez. like it was graphic. Like I don't know if you ever seen the show Scarred. Yes. Where the guys like yeah. skateboard. It was something like yeah. that with me oh. that. It was horrible. Uh, so what happened what happened what happened after that? What did you did surgery? Two surgeries. What was the official diagnosis? Um the fibula was broken. Um the tibia was cracked, I believe, and all the surrounding ligaments gone. Torn. Yeah. Gotcha. And then like the bone fragments from the fibula like tore up the, the calf muscle on the side. Jeez. So yeah, two surgeries. I was in bed for four months. Crutches. Yeah, I mean, even walking on crutches was painful because being upright at all, it would get so Correct. swollen where I couldn't be upright for more than like a minute without being in pain. Oh wow. So yeah, basically in bed for four months. Wow. And what's the what do the Marines say at that point? It was it was a task to stay in. They're like, are you going to still be able to do this? And I had to basically fight for myself. Like, yes, yes, yes. I'm recovering. I'm going to therapy. This and that. But they were kind of be like, hey, you should probably. Yeah, they're like, if you don't heal right, like we're going to separate you medically. Gotcha. And I'm like, there's no way I can allow that to happen. So I did what I had to do. I'm still in. Yep. Yep. Which is good. And how'd that how'd that season end for them? They won the championship. Nice. And they, yeah. Uh, what's that? Would they have like a ceremony? Yeah, we had a ceremony. I got the ring upstairs. I think I showed you. Yeah. Um. So I, I got something out of it. There you go. <laughs> I'm a champion there of the sport of football. And now before that, were there plans to maybe go for like a CFL and AFL when yes, it still exists? Yes, that, that was the plan. I was- Go to the combine? Gathering film on that The team. Alliance League. Yeah, trying to go to... I was looking up CFL tryouts, AFL tryouts. CFL is more profitable, so I was looking for that. But that kind of really put the dagger in it. And that was the end. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, if I really wanted to, I guess I still could, but... It's not worth the It's not really worth risk. the risk, yeah. Yeah. So, um, we'll, we'll clean it up, the end of it. Right now, you're back in Columbus, and I remember you saying... In that summer, you told me I never want to sniff, look at, hear, speak the Ohio State University ever I really again. Didn't. You told me that in that summer, but here you are back in uh, December 2019, and you're back in Columbus. Uh, give a little wrap up the end of the your your story here. What? Why are you back? What are you doing? What's the next move? So yeah, it, it took a while to get over it, but. It is what it is. I'm not going to be bitter for the rest of my life over that. Um, it's still a great university. I'm still very proud of what I did. It was a great experience. So now I'm here finishing school, um, doing aviation. Um, I'm planning to finish my degree and hopefully be an officer in the Marine Corps and be a Marine Corps pilot. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, um, Tony, now you yes. got the full story. 
Oh, I got one more Coach Meyer story. Oh, funny one. one we more. got him a Coach Meyer story, and then Tony, if you have a couple questions. I got yeah, I got uh, one or two of them. For All right, let's hear the Urban Meyer story first. One more funny Coach Meyer story. So this is this is during spring ball. We're having practice. Um, after practice, we'll have like lunch. Okay. So and everybody's in there. All the coaches are in there. Coach Meyer's standing there looking around. Is this in the Hayes facility? Yeah, like this the, is at the Woody. So it's like one time I'm walking up the stairs, Coach Meyer puts his arm around me. He goes, are you the Marine? I'm like, yes, sir. He's like, where are you from? I'm like, New York. He's like, you're from New York? I'm like, yes, sir. He's like, Yankees or Mets? I'm like, (laughs) Yanks. I like teams that win. He's like, great. Glad to have you. It's not over. Probably a week later, we're walking down the hall. I'm looking at all the championship pictures they have from behind. Coach Meyer. Puts his arm around me. Are you the Marine? <laughs> I was like, I look at him like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He's like, where are you from? <laughs> I'm, like, no. I'm like, New York. <laughs> He's like, really? Yanks or Mets? I was like, Yankees. <laughs> He's like, well, I'm glad to have you. <laughs> Probably two weeks later. No, you're I'm joking. Not, you're no, joking. I'm not lying to you. You're two joking. weeks later. Coach Meyer. Where are you? I'm eating breakfast in the Woody. He sits down. Next to you. He's at the table, like across the table. He's talking to somebody. The person leaves. I'm eating. I look at him. I'm like, oh, here he is again. He's like, are you the Marine? He's got to be yanking your chain. He's got to be knowing exactly what he's doing. I don't think he did. He's got to like, be messing with you. I thought he was. I was like, are you? is he messing with me right did now? Did you is say he joking? But he's, he's like, not laughing at all. Did you I was laugh? like, I was, yeah, I was like smirking. Yeah, coach, you've done this. But he wasn't <laughs> smirking at all. He was just like, he was looking at me like, like waiting for me to me? answer. I was like, yeah. What did he say? He was like, where are you from? <laughs> I was like, I'm from New York. I, I get, I don't. He's like, but wait, then he finally. Wait, wait. Came. He said he's from New York, and then what? Yeah, he I was say? like, yeah. And he he's goes, like, does your mother still live there? No, he didn't say Yankees or Mets. No. Oh, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was I was so relieved. He then. just goes, "Does your mother? Yeah, still is your mother still there?" I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Oh, that's good. I'm glad to have you." And then he gets up and walks off. And any of those? Did you say, "Yeah, my name's Dan Archilla"? No. Uh, <laughs> I think if you gave him the name, because some of those great, co- like Fran Dunphy was one, John Chaney was one, two like legendary coaches in basketball. And one thing when I was like a manager for for Coach Dunphy, and we had. Where there's 40 managers on a 12 man basketball team, and there's five guys on the staff. Coach Meyer, like he didn't, he didn't know all the players' names. He didn't know all the coaches' names. Really? I mean, like, I understand like it's the, such the, a like consolidated the GAs, version, the GAs, like the KCs, basketball. Yeah. And like Dunphy the would always know the name. The staff is gigantic for yeah. OSU, and there's it's like a revolving door. Did you? It never thought to be like, yeah, I'm Dan Archilla. No. Dang. You I think would if never you did, press Coach Meyer like that. No. Just to introduce yourself. Trying to put a face to the name? No. Gotcha. It, it is that's it is. hilarious. I was, but yeah. That's how, how would you feel in that situation? I was like, what? <laughs> the third time? Yeah. Like, is he going to go Yankees-Mets again? I, yeah, I was waiting for it. I was like, you I thought been he was like, messing with me. New York. And you should have been Yankees. <laughs> Beat him to it. And you'd be like, this guy's a monster. I need to keep this guy RB, on. RB1. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Tony, what do you got? Yeah, so, you know, Jerome Jerome Baker and uh, Waquan McMillan, they were linebackers. And, Jerome uh, Baker's a great player. 
Yeah, he's really taking that next step. He was uh, uh, a steal in the second round for Miami, and he's I think he's a pro bowler this year. But uh, uh, any good stories on them or any you – know, I know you said you uh, may have practiced against him. Um, Raekwon actually wasn't there from when I was there, but Jerome was. Jerome is supremely talented. He's probably one of the best linebackers that they've had in recent years. Um, I tried my best move on him. Didn't work at all. Brought what me, was it? What's the move? Let's hear. It, it was like a double shake, cut to the inside, and he tackled me like read easily. it like a like yeah. a children's book. Easily, yeah. Very talented. Um, Did he hit? Is he hitting hard? Um, or I never he... got cracked by him. Gotcha. He, just a good player, like talented, fast, athletic. Um, I'm not surprised that he's having success in the NFL at all. Gotcha. Yeah. Good, good one, Tony. What else you got? I just you said you joined the program in December. What was that? What was that bowl game they were in at that time? And what, that what was, was the playoff against Clemson when they got smacked. What Ooh. was it? Thirty-one nothing. And what is that? That's right around beginning January, end of December. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what's the? What did that timeline compare to? Like the are these guys not part of the bowl game that are there, or or they they do the tryout January third and they're like off? They were off to the. Bowl I didn't game. see like Malik Hooker. Those guys that were like the top players um, for the team in that season, I never saw any of them. Um, gotcha. But like the 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 guys who ran the practice, those guys on staff, are they off? Are they like you have January third is the tryout? After the tryout, how soon are like they're waiting till season's over before they start things up, like winter workouts and whatnot? You're not doing anything until the national champ, like until that season's over. Um, I'm pretty sure it was in December that it ended, like the first round that Oh, that their they first lost round, end of December. December. Yeah. I got you. That makes sense. By last week. So by, by the time yeah, that I was on the team, the like, yeah, the whole Everything was already was done. There. They were back up, yeah. Gotcha. I was thinking beginning of January. Yeah, they didn't wait for nothing. Gotcha. Well, what else you got, Tony? Anything else? No, that's about it. Awesome, awesome. Well, you got any – check your list before we wrap it up. I know you made some oh. notes. See if there's anything else in the list that uh, that you may may have forgotten to. No, we hit, you hit, hit everything. Hit everything. Awesome. Well, thank you, Dan, for for coming on the show. And uh, anything else? No, it was a real pleasure. Thank you. Yes, I'm glad we were able to get your story on record. Yeah. And now you'd be able to. You never. It's it's on there. It's out there forever. So you never be able to forget it. And uh, and people can listen to it forever. So thanks, Dan. And. Uh, Anything else, Tony? No, oh, uh, pleasure to have you, Dan, and uh, remarkable story, and uh, it's a good story for anybody to real, uh, really listen to, and, and, and it shows that if you put your mind to anything, you can do it, so props to you, and, and you could always say you were a Buckeye. Yep, thank yep. you, thank you, man. That's yep. my main message, is especially to the younger guys, if you have a dream with athletics, and you work hard enough, you can make it happen. It might not go exactly as you want, but... If you work hard enough, it can happen. So that's my big message. Yeah, even outside of athletics too, I think it, it, it it'll yeah, associate with, with to real life. General, just don't yeah. let anybody. Exactly. There'll always be a hate a hater or somebody who just yeah. doesn't believe in you, and uh, don't listen to them. Yep. So even if nobody's telling you you can do it, uh, go for it. So thanks for listening, guys. And uh, I'm gonna say go Owls, Tony. Go Red Bucks. Go Buckeyes. Here we go. Thanks for listening.